Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone again puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number three, Monday edition, Valentine's Day edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Tons of news breaking as we have been going on the show today surrounding what may be going on in Ukraine. And Buck, this just keeps getting weirder. And I'm going to read this story to you in just a second. But first, obviously, we've been reacting to the outlandish hypocrisy reflected in the Super Bowl over the weekend. A hundred million people inside watching this game. 75,000 people inside Nobody wearing a mask. Celebrities, Jay-Z, Ben Affleck, J-Lo, LeBron James, Charlize Theron, you name them, all of them flouting the mandate that they wear masks, yet every kid in California today is in a mask. Many kids all over the country. Second hour, we talked a great deal about the insane spying that appears to have been taking place, the Clinton uh, apparatus attempting to win the presidential election in 2016, what Durham's investigation has uncovered. We were joined by Donald Trump Jr. to talk about some of the details of that allegation, and we will continue to follow that, unlike the Washington Post, the New York Times, MSNBC, and CNN, which have not been covering it at all. But as we finished... The second hour of the program, news breaking about a potential invasion of Ukraine that could occur on Wednesday. And in fact, President Zelensky says Ukraine, quote, has been informed Wednesday, February 16, quote, will be the day of the attack. According to comments attributed to Zelensky, Accompanying a Facebook update to the nation, he does not say who or what agency provided that information. Uh, That tweet 
has since been deleted, Buck, uh, that I am reading from right now. So this whole thing is super weird. Now, CNN reported basically the same thing, uh, and I am reading that from CNN anchor and chief national security correspondent Jim Scudo. Shudo. Uh, he went to my high Shudo. school as well. Him and Fauci. Fauci's worse than him. Yeah, so he deleted that tweet that I just read, read you. I, literally, that tweet went up like five minutes ago. He did say this, which is up from 11 minutes ago. The U.S. is closing its embassy in Kiev and temporarily relocating the small number of remaining diplomatic personnel uh, to a city in the west of the country, uh, quote, due to the dramatic acceleration in the buildup of Russian forces, Secretary of State Blinken announced. And I'm hitting refresh on his uh, on his Twitter feed. And, yeah, he's pulled that down that I read to you directly off of Facebook. So it was there. It was not, which I think, Buck, just kind of emphasizes the strangeness of this story in general, right? Well, this is why when I, when I pointed out, yes. they basically have, hey, flashing on the screen, and by the way, at Fox News right now, Fox News alert, the Ukrainian president informed Russia will attack Wednesday. CNN had that up first, and then after a commercial break, came back into the angry guy on plane throwing coffee pot or whatever <laughs> that story was, Right. Usually, if you had breaking news about an imminent invasion and had uh, a source that you could go to in some credibility and detail, you would explain to the audience what's going on. Because this is, by the way, this is going to have so many implications, you know, even apart from our primary consideration, which is, you know, make sure that U.S. forces don't get embroiled in this. This doesn't become a, a broader conflagration in the region, et cetera. But it's going to affect the markets massively. It's going to affect, obviously, for anybody who's got family in Ukraine, affect their safety massively. There's a lot of things that all come together here. So when you're talking about breaking news, imminent war is about as big a story as you're going to get. And for them to switch so quickly was an indicator of something. There's a lot of, of noise out there. Can I also just point out that the Russians love to do this kind of thing? They excel in something called Maskarovka, which is warfare by deception. And this is what they've done in dealing with Crimea, in the Donbass region, in Georgia in the past. Obviously, the country, not the state. Um, so these are these are some of the things that have gone on. And they're, they may be, Clay, to your point about who announces an invasion, this could be disinformatia. Remember, we talked about Russian disinformation all the time. When Trump is, this could be actual disinformation put out there to to get uh, Zelensky to react in a certain way. You know, we just don't know, man. I mean, we're looking at we're we're, we're four or five thousand miles away. We're relying on a reporting cadre that has limitations in their sources. You got Russians putting out lies, nonsense, and garbage on purpose. The Russian state, left and right, but I got to tell you. From what it's looking like right now, it would be I would be surprised if we did not have bombs falling this week based on what I, we're seeing. I just can't get over the modern era. Like the president goes on Facebook and says we may get invaded. I, I, I mean, I understand that we live in an era where things are quite a bit different. But the idea that you could be scrolling through Facebook and it's like, oh, look, uh, Simone got a new puppy. And, uh, and, and, oh, so and so's mad because their boss made him wear a mask. And then, like, the president of Ukraine's like, hey, we may get invaded. You know, it's just, it, it, it's so strange that you would go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm told that the country may get invaded on Wednesday. Like, that seems like, I, again, 
it seems like maybe that would well, be a national address moment they as have opposed been pre- to you know the dropping it in a Facebook message. They have been certainly preparing for this for weeks, and I, I just I don't see you know Clay. I'm I'm trying to see this thing through and, and get a sense of of what this looks like if if it does happen. The I feel like people would have been saying limited incursion, meaning what they've done in Donbass, essentially create some noise somewhere inside of Ukraine, say, oh, we have Russian interests there. You land some paratroopers or whatever. You roll in some tanks. You say, we're taking this area and and we're going to operate this as some kind of a protectorate, which is similar to what they've done in, in Donbass in the east. They had the referendum in Crimea, which was obviously not a military invasion, but it was a it was essentially coup by vote. Um, and because they said it was rigged and the whole thing was was, uh, you know, done so that the Russians would get their way. Now, what does this really look like? I mean, to take over, you know, to punch to punch the Ukrainian armed forces badly is something the Russians can clearly do. To hit them hard, they can clearly do that and overrun them pretty quickly. But to control Ukraine afterwards, especially with NATO right next door, I mean, there's a part of me that feels like maybe this still just doesn't actually... This is all just the biggest move of brinksmanship we've ever seen from the Russians in the modern era, you know, the post-Soviet era. I, because, Clay, think about what this looks like. I mean, the, the, look at the, the challenges that a coalition, the U.S. coalition in Iraq and Afghanistan, particularly in the context of Afghanistan, that was a NATO mission. People forget that. I mean, I was there. I remember it was all these NATO countries. You got Polish guys, British guys, you know, Italians walking around. Uh, that was a NATO mission and against a smaller population and a much less technologically and militarily sophisticated population than what you're dealing with in Ukraine. However, a portion of them wanted to fight um, in, in Afghanistan. Obviously, they had the Pakistani sanctuary where they could operate, retrain, equip all the rest of it in essential safety. Um, but the Ukrainians will be getting arms and munitions and uh, and assistance, I'm sure, from NATO if this thing turns into a into a hot war i mean clay it's it's kind of hard to fathom that vladimir putin thinks that if he full-scale invades ukraine this doesn't turn into a, a nightmare and a bloodbath that's why it's something smaller and more targeted feels like it has to be possible or just the whole walk back you guys promise me you, you know i get assurances you're not going to join nato ever 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 ukraine and if you do i'm coming in with everything i've got i it, that's what it feels like has to be possible. I haven't heard anyone make a compelling case for how Putin can take Ukraine and just subsume it into Russia without massive challenges, casualties, and becoming a pariah state. I just haven't seen it. And to contextualize, we're talking about a country of 40 million people. So this is California. This is Canada. right? And a big landmass, too, which also yeah. matters. It's a big, big country. In terms of the number of people that we're talking about, it's not an insubstantial number. And again, in the context of America, it's the size of California in terms of population. It's and, Canada's population. And it's just so everyone understands. Uh, I mean, I just did a quick search on this one. Germany is 130, uh, 137,000 square kilometers. Well, of course, they're giving you one in kilometer. Oh, no, sorry, square, square miles. Yeah, 137,000 square miles. Ukraine is 233,000 square. So this country is substantially larger than Germany in landmass, 40 million people. And because, Clay, what happened in the past where Crimea got taken and Donbass and the Ukrainians just didn't have anything really to throw at it. They really didn't have a military that was organized. 
their military now is actually much better than it was. Yeah, and that's why, to me, it just seems so weird. And again, to if you're just now getting in your car, you're just now having time going out for lunch, wherever you may be, the idea that you would announce when you're going to invade, the idea that Ukrainian, that Ukraine's president would just Facebook message about a potential invasion that's going on, none of it really seems to add up. Again, unless Russia is thinking... There's a massive number of Ukrainian soldiers that are just going to put down their weapons the minute that we invade. We know that they're going to allow us to come right in, and there's not going to be any actual resistance. It's the exact opposite of a blitzkrieg. And to your point, they know that they can be successful, but I can't think of a time where one country has invaded another and let them know they were coming. Now, to your point on Iraq, if they were making a demand... And they were saying publicly, hey, Ukraine, unless you do X or Y. Right. Zelensky resign and someone else step in, yes. something like that. Then you would at least say, okay, well, they're letting it be known what their plan is, as the United States did with Iraq uh, during the second Gulf War. But this just all feels really messy to me that we're basically on a countdown clock. You know, they could put it in the corner of the screen and they're like, hey, the invasion's going to start in 36 hours. I mean, it's weird. I mean, just remember also that the the Russians, and in this case the Soviets, but same same basic idea, the Soviet casualties in Afghanistan were, were, uh, were substantial. I mean, they had uh, 15,000 killed in the Soviet-Afghan war, 35,000 or so wounded. And that was trying to take Afghanistan, right? I mean, that that's a that's a, I think, well, you know, there, there's easier and harder ways to look at these situations. But you think the Russian state really wants to tackle that right now? I mean, they, they're saying right now on Fox, Clay, 100,000 plus Russian troops, about 130,000 is the number that you see. And then they've got 35,000 plus rebel troops. Also, this is on Fox's screen right now as we're talking to you. You know, the Ukrainian military, if you're up at six-figure strength, which I believe they are, that's all you need are rifles, RPGs, anti-tank, and you can make an occupying military absolutely miserable and cause serious casualties on a regular basis. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope this turns into a thing that we're all feeling silly that we ever had to talk about, Clay. But I think if you were placing odds right now, you'd have to say the odds are on some kind of Russian action this week. Oh, the other thing, by the way, during the Olympics, which we can talk about when we come back, which some of you may be saying, well, that's crazy. But there typically has been a, hey, don't invade another country while the Olympics is going on presumption, right? Especially because we've been talking about the relationship between China and Russia. So is China just saying, hey, Russia, go ahead, because we want to see what the United States response is going to be here, given we've always claimed that Taiwan is a part of our country, too. I mean, that's a larger conversation we should probably have as well. In the meantime, hey, you paying attention, mortgage rates are going up on a rapid rate, and we are right now soon going to be seeing higher interest rates all over the country as the Fed is going to raise rates. You need to make sure that you lock in a rate before all of those interest rates begin to skyrocket. Right now, all it would take is a simple conversation. You can call and find out, hey, maybe you can save $1,000 a month. Maybe you can save $12,000 a year, tens of thousands of dollars for you and your family long term. It's amazing 
How many people haven't taken the time to see if they have the best possible mortgage set up for their family? That's why you need to call American Financing right now. Listen to me. Early in the year, put your financial house in order before the rates start to go up. 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS, 182334 NMLS Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free, brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. If there is military action, if there is a war between Russia and Ukraine started by a Russian invasion of Ukraine, 
Uh, President Biden is not intending to send in, send in American forces to fight Russia in that war. Uh, and Americans who have the opportunity to get out now should avail themselves of it. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. It's it's heating up right now in Ukraine as there are all these reports that as soon as Wednesday, now they're talking about a day, they're putting a timeline on it. It has been imminent, but now they're actually giving us a day where it is believed that hostilities could commence. Maybe this is all a massive bluff by Vladimir Putin to get some kinds of concessions about Ukraine and NATO. Maybe last-minute diplomacy can thwart this from becoming a major military conflagration. But for right now, it is looking like during, as Clay has pointed out, during the Olympics, there might be a war in Europe that breaks out this week, and it could become a very major uh, conflict at that. And, you know, Clay, I was talking to you before about this is when who the you remember when Hillary ran those ads, you know, about the 3 a.m. phone call, so to speak. Yeah. Who do you want answering it? And people are like, well, not Hillary, obviously. Uh, the 3 a.m. phone call here. You definitely don't want Biden or any of the people around him in senior decision making positions, I think, involved. But this is what we got. Um, you know, you got the commander in chief that you have, and that's the situation. Um, the one thing that is that is uh, interesting to see, Clay, I think the American people in a majoritarian in a majority sense, not everybody, but in a majority sense, clear majority are just saying, do not get us Democrats and Republicans. When you add them together, I think there are some that on both sides that don't feel this way. But there is a majority of Democrats and Republicans who say no U.S. troops in Ukraine. Well, I think there are. Yes. A couple of additional interesting fact points here. Uh, CBS News reports that Russian units near Ukraine have officially moved into attack positions. Uh, and Zelensky just said, this is a statement uh, translated, obviously. We are told February 16th will be the date of attack. 14,000 defenders and civilians who died in this war are watching us from the sky, and we will not betray their memory, which certainly suggests that Ukraine is going to stand up to Russia. Two thoughts. Well, I'll get to those two thoughts when we come back to start uh, the second half of the final hour of the Monday edition of the show. But big picture here, how much of this, just to think about this as we uh, go into the break here, how much of this is a reflection of the incredible weakness that the United States showed in the way that we left Afghanistan? And how much of this is Putin not trusting that that in any way Joe Biden is able to handle a situation like this. I think that's worthy of discussion as well. If you're contending with pain, everyday pain, it's constantly on your mind. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You're contending with that sensation every day. But what I can share with you that might be new is a solution to that chronic pain. It's a product we've seen work time and again for individuals suffering from pain, Relief Factor. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that was made for you. Our friends at Relief Factor have developed a three-week quick start pack. You take Relief Factor three times a day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three weeks, and you'll know if it works for you or not. That's just a $20 investment. Three weeks and $20, it's well worth it. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried it. About 70% go on to order more. Join the more than half a million people. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 
Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A lot has been happening, especially in the last hour or so of the program, as an imminent invasion of Ukraine by Russia has become more and more likely. Now there is talk of it happening by Wednesday. The Pentagon is updating the American public right now. We go live to the Pentagon. Here's what it sounds like. Like in recent days, for example, have some of the ground units that were in larger assembly areas moved into, moved out toward closer to the border into what might be attack positions, other movements over the last 24 hours or so. Yeah, so what I'd say, Bob, is uh, even over the last... uh, 24 to 48 over the course of the weekend. Mr. Putin has added military capability along that border with Ukraine and in Belarus. Um, he is exercising his uh, some of his units on the ground there in the south, as well as his naval units in the Black Sea. So he continues to add to his readiness. He continues to give himself more options uh, should he pursue a military path here. I'm not going to. I would like to refrain from getting into specific uh, movements of their uh, of their troops. Um, uh, I think that's probably not a wise thing for me to do with any great specificity. I would just say this, that he continues to advance um, his readiness should he choose to um, to go down a military uh, path here. Should he choose to invade again, he is doing all the things you would expect him to do to make sure he's ready for that option or options. There's no indication, for example, that what they've called exercises have ended in any way or are changing in any way their their presence either. I, I, I want to be careful to characterize another nation's exercises we've seen them conduct these exercises in recent days exercises are designed to make you ready and that gets to my previous point he continues to do the things uh, that you would expect uh, one to do if if one was planning on a, a major military action and that is to to sharpen the readiness uh, and to add to the capabilities of, of his force now look um, we obviously don't want that to be the outcome. And neither do, neither do the Ukrainians, and certainly neither do our, our, our NATO allies. And uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov said uh, earlier today that, uh, or seemed to indicate that he still thinks there's uh, oxygen here for diplomacy. We, we would uh, welcome uh, a pursuit of that path uh, by the Russians, because uh, we too believe uh, that there still should be and can be a, a diplomatic path forward. Okay, that's the Pentagon right now, literally live. They are, we'll continue to roll on that in the event that there is any clip that we need to play for you guys. But Buck, as we went to break, first of all, I want to ask you two questions because you've had a lot of experience in international politics and international affairs of this nature. One, what would Putin get by going basically all the way to the edge of invading Ukraine and not do it. In other words, what could his motive be to make us all think that he's going to do that and then not do it? That's one. Two, how much do you think the failure of Americans' withdrawal from Afghanistan has enabled and emboldened many of our adversaries around the world because it sent the message of American militaristic incompetence is that part of the fact uh, fact analysis here if you are Russia and certainly if you're China as well? Yeah, let me take these in, in reverse order. And it's just, I mean, this is uh, remarkable because, Clay, you know, when you talk about law school, for example, in CIA training, there's some of the training we do that involves, you know, 
stuff that you have to know for the field and, you know, driving cars, shooting guns, all that stuff. And then there's the analytic training. And one of the things you go through is looking at a situation just like this. Is this a war? Is this a feint? Is this an incursion? You go, so this is, this is obviously not a drill. This is real, but it does bring back a lot of the uh, analytic trade craft that would have been applied in, in those situations. They try to, you know, get people to be able to at least anticipate most of the enemy's possible movements here. On your second, on the second point first, um, look, all you have to do is look at a timeline of when do the Russians get really aggressive. And I know it's counterintuitive because we had Russia, Russia, Russia talk for, you know, Trump was a Putin puppet and all this, all lies. It was all nonsense, as we know. And they, Russia took no aggressive actions, by and large, while Trump was in office. We had U.S. forces blow up 200 Russian paramilitaries in the desert in Syria for threatening our Kurdish allies. And we also sent Javelin anti-tank missiles and Dragunov sniper rifles to the Ukrainian National Army, specifically to create a greater uh, hostile response if the Russians invade, which the Obama National Security Council refused to do because it was too provocative. So that's what that's the reality of the Trump era. But go back to uh, Obama, uh, what happened with the Crimea referendum and the start of the war in Donbass. And now the possibility here, you have a Democrat president, Russia gets aggressive in Ukraine. Another Democrat president, Russia gets aggressive in Ukraine. You can't you can't ignore these things. So that's to your question, Clay. You're asking it because you can see it, too. It's clearly there. On the first part of this, what does Putin get? There's the there's the uh, the nuts and bolts of will there be some kind of concessions? What is how does this deal with uh, NATO membership? Nord Stream two pipeline issues, future pipeline issues. You know, there's a lot of how Russia could try to view this as an opportunity to expand its influence and essentially get concessions through diplomatic. By the way, that is the hope right now. Yeah, I don't think that's what's really going on here, but that would be, for a lot of reasons, the best possible scenario, I think. Um, but then if you get into, well, what else could he be gaining from this if he were to go in? Now you're looking at more Russia, um, you know, irredentism, Russia wanting the lost land, so to speak, of the Soviet Union, Russia thinking that it needs to be the grand player on the world stage in this region, a leader in Eurasia, uniting the Russian-speaking peoples. You get, Clay, more into almost Russian national and spiritual narrative. Now, whether the Russian people feel or agree with that or not, that's the way Putin frames it. Essentially, for Putin, this is about strategic depth if he goes in and reestablishing, as, as horrific as this is to say and sound, in Putin's mind... I think it's meant to be reestablishing Russian greatness in the region. And I know that's you hear that you say by invading a friendly neighboring country. Yes, that's his mindset. Well, and what you know whose mindset that sounds like? Sounds like Germany in World War II, because the historical relevance there is Germany got its ass kicked in World War One and the German people were humiliated and Hitler rose to power on the idea of I'm going to restore German excellence. Right. I'm going to bring back that dominance that we used to have. And that was the undergirding appeal of Hitler's rise. And certainly you could analogize the collapse of Russia under Gorbachev, Yeltsin, eventually Putin coming to power as the Russian equivalent of World War One. And now 
going into Crimea and going into Ukraine is an element of that, right? It's about establishing Russian nationalistic uh, dominance and making the people of Russia feel good about Mother Russia again in a way that they have not since they were humiliated on the global stage with the collapse of the Cold right. War. That's one thing, Clay. That's that's at a critical point. That's one thing that people that I know who are Russian and and I've spoken with over the years about the situation of Russia, not just in, of course, the Trump collusion lies around the election, but in more generally about what is Putin, what does Putin want is the question a lot of people. There's been some fascinating uh, reporting on how this is a guy who wakes up every day and, you know, with his Cheerios, so to speak, whatever they, you know, the Russian equivalent is, he is reading the newspapers of the common man. He tries to he tries to have a very good he he reads the kind of populist news, so to speak, in Russia. He tries to have an understanding of what the general opinion within his country may be. In the West, we're always focused on human rights and democracy activists like Navalny and, and with good reason. But Putin actually presided under the uh, over the creation of a Russian middle class. People forget this. He does actually have support within his own country. We view him as almost a, like a comic book villain the way they, you know, we look at Kim Jong-un or we look at the uh, the Ayatollahs. But in Russia, there is real support for him, not just from within the institutions of power, but from some of the common men on the street. So we may be misreading at some level the Russian people's appetite for this military intervention. You know what I mean? This, this is a part of it that people don't think about very much because it doesn't get reported here. So... I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm putting out now that we're looking at this, I'm putting out feelers to my people. I'm reaching out to former Intel people. We, we got to get the, the folks that can bring us. Hopefully, Nolan Peterson will join us tomorrow. We need ground truth and we need people that are granular. You know, I was granular on Iraq. I was granular on Afghanistan back in the day. We need people that are granular on Ukraine because I think this is about to pop off. And it may be happening tomorrow while we're live on the air, maybe happening Wednesday. You never actually know. This is going to be a, a tinderbox type moment. In the meantime, you know how Buck and I get through our day working all the time? Like many of you maybe need a little pick-me-up every now and then. It's Black Rifle Coffee. You can be comfortable that you're supporting a veteran-owned company that makes great coffee. Uh, plenty of caffeine, great taste in every cup of Black Rifle Coffee. What more could you want? High-quality coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They roast those beans five days a week at one of their two facilities in Tennessee and Utah. You don't get this coffee in stores, though. That's why you go online and get it sent straight to your home when you join the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Your chosen brew will be roasted, packaged, shipped free to your door on your schedule. Light roast to dark roast, you're going to find a dozen or so different blends. You can try out and figure out what you like. And if you like your coffee on the go, guess what? That's what I do. I drink an 11-ounce ready-to-go espresso mocha right from the can, pop the top, and you're good to go. How do you get hooked up? Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the code CLAYANDBUCK at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Do it today, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Clay and Buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation 
And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We're trying to bring you as much of this breaking news as we can. Clay just picking up in the break that they are ordering the destruction of sensitive material in the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. Uh, I, I, I know this is annoying. Should we all call it Kiev or Kiev? Because you hear it both ways. They're, they're calling for the destruction of that sensitive and, and, and possibly classified information. Of course, that's the... That's the order as it goes out right now. This is what happens when a government is expecting an invasion, just so we all understand. That is one of the uh, the warning signs you would look for, that we have U.S. personnel being moved out, or at least to the western part of the theater, out of the embassy in Ukraine. We're destroying our embassy effectively, or at least the uh, the documents and materiel inside the embassy in, U- in Ukraine, in Kiev. Uh, because we're getting ready for this. The State Department currently saying right now with a State Department spokesman, Ned Price, up there at the podium, that it is unclear if Putin has decided to invade. Clay, this would be 
the the head fake of all head fakes if it doesn't go and yeah you have to just sit there and and work through the possibilities here i mean you ask me what does he get i mean it's it's a it's a hell of a list that he would have to get at this point to to walk this up to the brink and then walk away it would have to be really substantive um although Maybe looking like he's bullying uh, NATO and getting his way in the face of what the Russians view as an aggressive West. I know that's crazy, but that's actually how they view it is or that sounds crazy to people. Um, That may be enough. But right now, I mean, it it looks like there's going to be a it looks like the guns are going to be firing in 48 hours if if you're looking at the odds. Yeah. And I understand some of you out there are saying, man, I don't care about Ukraine. Right. and, And I don't mean like. In the larger context of this is a 40 million person country and like, uh, but your thought process is how does this impact me or how does this impact the United States? And I think that's a very good question that certainly we'll be discussing this week to a, to, to a large extent, I would say. What jumps out to me, in addition to all the things that we've discussed so far, Buck, and I'd encourage everybody to go download the podcast, make sure you don't miss any of it, is two things. One, I, I just I know this is lost on some people, but we're in the middle of the Winter Olympics, and the traditional rule of the Winter Olympics is, hey, you're not going to invade another country during the middle of the Winter Olympics. All right, so this, if there is an invasion, would be an unprecedented act to take during the course of the Olympics. The other one is, it's sort of a understood ceasefire. The other one is, remember Vladimir Putin was there with Chairman Z of China for the opening ceremonies. Now, the U.S., Britain, Australia, Canada, so-called Western democracies, by and large, did not send official delegations as a form of censure of some sort or other of the Chinese government. The reason why I bring that up is these two leaders, Putin and Z, had face-to-face meetings very recently directly connected to the Olympics. That makes me think, Buck, that either China has quietly acquiesced or is at least in the know as it pertains to Russian plans in the event that there is an invasion. Why does that matter? Well, I think China could be using the Russian invasion as a proxy to see how the United States might respond to Taiwan. Because remember... Our official position on Taiwan is one of strategic ambiguity. That means we don't really say, God God bless Joe Biden trying to even understand what this means at this point, but it means in essence we don't say what we would do if Taiwan were invaded under the idea that we are not provoking China by saying we'll defend Taiwan, but also not encouraging the invasion by saying we'll do nothing at all. If we do nothing at all at Ukraine, is Chairman Z in the wake of our failures in Afghanistan and then allowing Russia to invade in Ukraine going to take from that the lesson, oh, I'm free to now take Taiwan. That's a big picture mess that could grow if other people become emboldened by what Russia is doing. Tumult inside uh, the EU economically, if this occurs, there'll be sanctions that will affect global businesses. I mean, this... This will for everyone who's listening. Yeah, our first, the first thing we want to know is, well, is this going to happen, right? But, but beyond that, is this going to be in any way made our fight? And I think the American people are pretty united on no, no. As as awful as it is, as 
aggressive and uh, as much of a violation of international law. Uh, I think Clay and I can can speak for a lot of you out there. You know, we don't want people from, you know, Texas, Florida, New York, California, and everything in between showing up over in Ukraine to march uh, in the streets of Kiev and make sure that the Russians aren't in charge. So that's not going to happen. That seems like every, well, I should say we're told that's not going to happen. But these things can have a lot of unintended consequences, even in conflicts that we stay out of. And this would be the largest This could be the largest scale conflict we have seen in years, perhaps decades. So also, Buck, as if there's not enough going on, there are reports that Justin Trudeau is going to invoke martial law in an effort to shut down the Canadian trucker protests against covid. So our friends to the north in Canada may be about to embark upon unprecedented actions as well. When I when I say that Trudeau is in is a tyrant. I'm not saying it for exaggeration. The guy's a tyrant. It's just a question of how much he thinks he can get away with. So that may unfold. We'll go deep into the trucker protest tomorrow here on the show. More on Ukraine. We're in the fight, friends. Join us. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.